of Let's Be Nerds. I'm your host, Lizette, and today I am joined by Stephen, Gordon, Dylan, and Delaney. How's everybody doing? Fantastic. Doing okay. Another lovely Sunday or Saturday. I don't really know what day it is. Glad to be here. I think it's closer to Monday. Last 30 minutes of the weekend, folks. Yep. All right, so today we are branching off into a little bit different topic than what we've talked about before, um, just to kind of further that idea that you can be a nerd about anything. We are talking about music today, so this is going to be the start of another one of our multi-part series. Um, the original goal was for this to go on to be three parts. Not sure if it's going to go a little bit longer or if we'll have a continuation of this series in season two when we get to that. Because I feel like there's a lot we can talk about with just music in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'll offer a little bit of an explanation for how this topic got brought brought up and got started. Um a couple weeks ago, I had suggested an idea to the group that we all pick out a song or a band or an album that like really spoke to us for whatever reason, and we could do a little bit of like analysis on the lyrics and discuss, you know, why that song or or artist or whatever, what have you, um, why they mean so much to us. Uh, I think we're going to save the analysis for next episode, right, guys? I think so. Yeah. There might be one that I touch on in this episode. We might save it for the other. It depends on yeah. the flow of the show. Yeah, I'm we'll see. So many choices on my Spotify rap that's going to take me a while to pick one. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we can also touch on our, um, our Spotify raps and kind of discuss what we've been listening to this year, too. So, um, I guess... Does anybody in particular want to start, or am I starting? Well, could I ask a group question? Yeah. What age were you, and if you remember the song or the band or the moment, what age were you when you realized the importance of music? And I guess it's kind of a broad question, but like in my worldview, as they would say, I realized that music was going to be like a very important factor in my life. And like the first time that I, I guess you could say I felt an emotion regarding a song. Um, as crazy as this is, uh, Maroon 5 back in the day before like the voice before everything, when they released their first album, they had, uh, the album was called songs about Jane and they had a track on there. Sunday morning and for whatever reason it's like one of those songs that sticks out to me where it was like pure serotonin when I heard it 
and I just memorized every single word and I bought the album because of that song and it just really spoke to me and it's kind of really a simple song like it's not really like any hidden like depth to the lyrics or anything you know profound but just that feeling of like calm and peace and joy it just it was everything I didn't know I needed so I guess my question is what was the first thing that you're like holy crap I love music um so Delaney brought up a good point and I kind of agree with this. It was either when I got my first iPod Nano when I was like seven or just before that, it was when we got these old Walkmans. Delaney had, what was it? <laughs> the pink one with My Little Pony stickers on it, okay? And I just had like a <laughs> gray one and just, it's not even a specific song or anything like that. It was sitting down at the home desktop we had at the time with our father and him going, okay, here's all the songs I have between me and your mother and your grandmother. Let's go through it and pick out what you want. And it, it was just the experience of kind of sharing music and having music shared with me that I really has, has carried over my music taste of I listen to just about anything. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's actually a really good point and kind of bleeds into what I was going to say. I, I also don't really have a specific memory, but I remember being about seven or eight and being given my first like CD Walkman. And before that, I had had one that played cassette tapes because I'm that old, apparently. <laughs> I told you that earlier. I, I have a collection of cassette tapes that uh, your husband's father gave me. <laughs> yeah. I had a few cassettes myself. <laughs> so um, I, I remember um, when I, I remember when I got my first um, like actual uh, personal CD player, and like I listened to it in the car all the time. I got to listen to. I didn't have any CDs that I had chosen. I had uh, all my parents' CDs from like the late eighties, early nineties, and that definitely. Um, influenced my music taste growing up but then we also listened to a lot of music with our grandmother I also remember like when I first when I got my first iPod I came over to you guys' house Dylan Delaney I sat down with your dad and he let me go through all the music he had and I, I remember doing that with him a couple days um and then I, I remember going more into high school my best friend would acquire music offline through questionable means. And, uh, so you mean like that song about frogs? Which one? Oh. I don't remember if it was French or what it was. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. And so does Delaney. So my friend found a lot of very weird stuff because she also had interesting tastes so i have some very weird songs hidden in my library if you know where to look that are just not appropriate just odd mm -hmm. um and she would just make me cds and give them to me at school and be like you gotta listen to these um so yeah i don't i don't have a specific song for that, I just have a lot of really good kind of broad memories of, like Dylan said, sharing and having music shared with me. Just the experiences. 
Gordon, Gordon what about you? Um, I, um, sim- similar stories to the other three. I, uh, earliest I can remember really getting into m- any kind of music, probably around six or seven. I, I didn't get no fancy Apple products or anything like that. I just got a simple MP3 player. And, uh, at, at, of course, by at heart, everyone in my family is a pirate. And somehow I got my entire MP3 player full of songs that, you know, totally legit and legal. We paid for every single one of them. No one needs to worry about that. But there's not really anything, no in particular song or memory that sparks up when I think about music, at least that early or current times. I really, I I found, I'm thinking about it more now that it's been brought up, how most of us, six or seven, maybe even as young as five, just have um, experiences about music. Not until you get older, probably I want to say around 10, 11, that you start putting memories to songs and stuff like that, or people to songs, or just just feelings to songs more so than just listening to it. I don't know, because mine would probably be around the time I could start talking, is when I could start screaming songs in the car with mom. (laughs) I have a very distinct memory of me sitting in the back of the car, in my car seat, screaming like not even singing but screaming the lyrics to delta dawn by tanya tucker and my mom laughing at me because it's one of her favorite songs and that was like well probably about the time i could start talking i had that song memorized didn't we just remember just before we got home we did we got back from ohio about five minutes from the house i'm like delta dawn (laughs) i remember when we went and saw her um in Nashville, I remember your mom telling me that story about how you'd be in the back seat, the two of you would just be screaming the lyrics to it, and she was so proud that you knew the words. Well, I can't sing to save my life, but I can scream a song. Oh. <laughs> Wait, back up. You guys saw Tanya Tucker live? Yes. One of yep. the greatest concert experiences of my life, and I've been to well over 100 concerts in my 19 years of living. She's the um, quintessential what you see is what you get, and she can back up her albums by doing good live shows. That is crazy. Yeah, we were <gasps> like, we were really close to the stage, too, I think. We five or six rows back. Yeah, we had decent seats, but I yeah. wouldn't say we were like super close, but we, we had a good spot. That's awesome. I'm seeing like a consistent theme here that it's like the parents definitely pass on the music in our little group here. My uh, my first memory with music, I guess I could say, and I really didn't, how do I say, I didn't resonate with the song particularly, but was that you probably remember the road down to my pap's house, like how it was a dead end and like you went around the curve, curve mm-hmm. um, at the top of that hill. We go through a stop sign. Well, at that stop sign, my mom would pull me over from the passenger seat and allow me to steer the car while she managed the brakes and the pedals because I was a short little boy. Um, down to my pap's house and like you know park the car and like I thought I was you know the king of the road, mm-hmm. but like there's this one one song and it's definitely like I think it was probably my mom's jam back in the day. 
but it was a song called You Gotta Be by an artist named Desiree. And I don't think she ever did another song in her life. I think it was just a one-hit wonder situation. And, like, for whatever reason, any time that, like, it was, you know, time to steer the car, that song was on. And it's become, like, a, a joke between my mom and I that, like, that was, like, our song because the, the coincidence of it just always playing at that particular time was just ridiculous. That's cool. Yeah, I I definitely think... Um... I think the one artist that I remember listening to a lot when I was little, and it's because my parents had like multiple CDs of hers, was Gloria Estefan. Okay. So that was especially, well, actually, before I'd even gotten like my CD player, when I still just had my Walkman that actually needed cassette tapes, I remember sitting down at one point and um, my grandparents on my dad's side had one of those big stereos that you could use to like make cassette tapes from a cd mm -hmm. and i remember sitting there for like an hour with my dad because i wanted a cassette tape of the gloria stefan songs and we didn't have one my parents didn't want to buy one so they bought a blank cassette tape and he had to sit there with me and record the stuff off the cds onto the cassette tape for me <laughs> why that's uh, the kids today will never understand the struggle of making cassettes or making cds well do you, do you want to talk about when you guys had to make ringtones by recording uh music oh yeah i forgot about that god you're also elderly it's fine i, I totally forgot about that yeah because i went through and i had i had custom ringtones for everybody that would call or text me frequently people not even oh shut up i had actually had quite a few different ringtones on i may not have gotten to hear them that often are you back steven yep sorry you're fine um yeah I, I know actually i know for you steven i had um your ringtone for if you ever called me was drops of jupiter our and, theme song. Yes, and your um your text tone because I had it set separately was "Hey Soul Sister." <laughs> no, that's really cool. See, I never got into the, like the set setting the separate text tone, but like I did have a few ringtones, and it was God. I can't, I can't believe I totally forgot about that. It's okay. It's why the younger crowd is here to remind you. I just saw a uh, meme about it the other day. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Sorry, um, what what's the meme about? It was literally just someone recreating that moment, and it was just done in a, an exaggerated and funny way. And I just thought of you two instantly when I saw it. Thank you. So I felt like it was a good thing to bring up here with you know the elderly folk, and then we got the two young ones, and then me stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle. Sorry, copyright. Can't say that. Yeah. My bad. Trust me, you're off tune enough that they won't they won't press any charges. I'll <laughs> Gordon into it. I knew he'd sing along to something. Well, just push our wheelchairs around at VidCon. It's fine. <laughs> oh no, you're going straight to a home. <laughs> you guys have a bay hill though. Just push them right down. Drew can take care of both of you. Never yes. mind. <laughs> that poor man. I don't think he. I don't. That's a lot to ask. He made his choices. I don't think. I don't think he. I don't think he knew about me, you know, aging 
fast and having me part of that deal. No, I warned him of this family. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he knew we were a package deal. I remember when we were dating, he's like, yeah, I, I know how you and Steven are. He's like, it's fine. <laughs> I was just like, Good man, that's true. Good man. <laughs> Speaking um, of Drew, um, his dad, Dale, is actually one of the people that got me into heavy rock and metal music more than anyone. Because when we were younger, hanging out with him and stuff like that, we'd go into the grocery store or we'd head over to the old farm they had and stuff like that. The only thing he would play would be Metallica, Iron Maiden, ACDC, Black Sabbath, and Aerosmith. That is it. Even now, he has certain songs favorited on his serious radio that when they come on, it automatically gets put on. Wow. It always cracks me up riding with him because the, the radio's constantly dinging and he's just looking like, okay, what song just came on? Turn it down! And then we have Irene who, um... I don't know what she listens to. She listens to country. Now, now. But when we were younger, it was silence. Silence, yeah. She listened to silence. Not even the sound of silence. No, silence. Or she'd play our movies for us. Or movies. Aww. And it, it was the weirdest... One of the weirdest uh, things that I, I knew about them was Irene, not music, Dale, music. music. <laughs> some, some people just need time to collect their thoughts. You know, you know what? It was the same with our grandparents. Lizette Delaney? Yeah. My mom always had, like, fun 50s and 60s music playing. Like, we knew every word to every song that came on. Yeah. And then there was pop-up, who was either silence or it was really, really old country that only like me and Dylan knew so the words. It wasn't too. even old country, it was Yodel country. Yeah. It was yeah. early day opera music. Why do you think we learned how to Yodel? So so that I was how to Yodel. No. No, it's been a while. No one can actually Yodel. That's the joke, Gordon. Oh well, I was like, wow. <laughs> Like I want so, a demonstration right I really now. was like, are we doing this live? Like the harmonica? And we all used to play the harmonica. No, no, no. Oh, he yeah. played the harmonica. He did. He we did just play. breathed into the harmonica. He did play the Different. harmonica. Yeah. So part of him either listening to silence or not having much variety was my fault because he did frequently ask me to make him CDs, but he always asked me on days when I was annoyed with him so I wouldn't make them. <laughs> And now I feel really bad. You know, he bought me my first guitar. Yeah, he bought me my first guitar, too. My pink one that has stickers all over You know it. who he didn't buy a guitar for? The one who plays the guitar the most. Exactly. <laughs> the one who has... How four many? guitars. You know who, I was gonna... who his phone lock screen was with her guitar? Me. <laughs> Because you were the youngest girl, and I was the oldest girl. You weren't even his phone screensaver, though. Courtney was. <laughs> well, he had to act like I wasn't the favorite in some no. ways. Try again, because change. I was the favorite. We Delaney was it. the baby of well, the yes. baby. No, I'm not saying I was, like, the favorite favorite, but I am saying, like, when... Okay, if you look at our files that he kept of us... <laughs> he kept my... files on you? <laughs> So, like, all the gifts that we gave him, like, the cards that we made. Drawings. He, he put in a filing cabinet, so that way he had them. 
but it was like an actual file with our name on it. Like it's, it sounds really weird. And it sounds was very robotic, but I'm, I'm, I know your grandfather and to know him is to love him. So I'm not t- throwing shade. Oh no, no. That's we, just very funny. No shade because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we all joked about it. Cause like who, whose file is empty. There was somebody who only had one piece of paper in it. Was it, was it Heather? It was either Heather or Jake. It might have been me too. He didn't have a lot for me. He, all he, he had, had your art projects. So he had some of my art projects that I gave him, and then he had a bunch of pictures of when I would help him with stuff around the house. Mine was full of newspaper clippings that I was in. Yeah, your murder scene. Mine was all of like the family newspapers that I wrote, a couple stories I wrote. Can we go back to writing family newspapers? Honestly, we probably should. Yes. <laughs> But now that we, we're completely we, off topic, can we talk poorly about family members we don't like? Sorry. Anyway, oh, uh, yeah, I had I had a gossip column in it. Steven okay. Shade <laughs> column. We have to like we Shady have to get Steven. Back on topic. That's his handle, Shady Steven. <laughs> we have to get back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like music; it can go anywhere. That's yeah. That was a really beautiful. Can. That was a beautiful uh, segue back into yeah. it. <laughs> King of oh, transitions. Of it's called okay. the face has dropped. So I have a question. Yes. What is everybody's favorite like um genre of music? Don't ask me that. That's like, so hard. So head, like, right away. You can we can we give like a top three? Okay, I will accept the top three. Okay. Gordon, can you go first on this one? Because I feel like you have a pro- I, you have, I mean, I think you like everything, but I feel like you have a little bit more of a defined regimen. Not, I mean, not really. I listen to about everything equally, except for like extremely hard rock and the newer country. But I listen to everything equally. I don't really have a preference or a favorite. It all depends really on my mood and how the day's been going or what situation I'm in. Because I prefer classic rock at work whenever I'm there dealing with people or if I'm by myself, I'd rather listen to pop music or stuff more geared to myself that not a lot of people like because it's weirder music. I do have to give Gordon credit. <clears throat> For those of you listening that don't know or haven't already picked up, not only do Gordon and I do this podcast together, but we work full-time together at a restaurant. I'm not very good like with curating a playlist or all that. I just like Spotify sends me something and half of the time it's good, half the time it's bad. I have to say, Gordon is really good. Like, I can be very like low descriptive. I'm like, well, I want something this way, and I want to, you know, I want this, and I want like, and I'm not lying. The kid can deliver a playlist that like helps us get through the dinner rush and actually like pick up the mood or whatever the case might be because of my bipolar disorder, and it it works. But I have I have deep. a playlist for like any mood that you're in. I can probably come up with a playlist or a song to start you off with mm-hmm. i wish i had that because when me and lizette just drive around we usually just play my liked songs and she'll be like oh delaney send me that oh delaney send me that <laughs> see i just use i'm on um i mean i hate to admit this because so many people look down on it i use youtube premium over spotify because of how many playlists i've made on youtube instead of spotify so i just kind of hated ads so i just kind of caved in and pay way too much a month to get ad free 
music and true, videos. True and I were discussing that yesterday because we paid for YouTube Premium for a couple months and then we got rid of it because it was a little expensive and now I feel like YouTube is giving us more ads to punish us. Exactly. <laughs> I'll see what a family plan with you guys. Honestly, if you want to, that would be cheaper than what we were looking at. So I'm I'm down for it. We'll discuss after the show. Okay, um, so I'm gonna stop Gordon from Steven question mark. Find out next time on the Daily News. <laughs> <laughs> just the next episode is just me in loungewear smoking a cigarette. You can have them. <laughs> I don't have the effort in me. Oh, thanks. <laughs> just kidding, so buddy. I, I did. I did start this off. I did start us off giving you a compliment. So just for the record. <laughs> Uh, um back to delaney's question <laughs> yes let's re regroup once again um i guess i'll go next <laughs> so it's really hard you know, delaney you know this already it's really hard for me to pick oh, a yeah. genre because i'm stuck i want to say between three so i listen to a lot of like pop pop rock type music um I like a lot of punk and alternative rock and I do I do like listening to country. So I feel like those are my top 3, but then you got to mix in like the Latin like Spanish songs cuz I listen to a lot of those. I don't know. It's hard. Oh, could we count Disney as a genre? Question mark. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Disney is a genre. I... That is my karaoke like I can do that. <laughs> I I'm 100% on board with like their music collective being its own genre. Yes. We just need a simple song about a man swinging through the jungle. Fire erupts from its fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> um I that, that bow. The fact that they when it's they did Hercules and they've got a Broadway star Susan Egan to do Megara and yeah. she belted out I won't say I'm in love, which is the most underrated Disney princess song. And and I, I take I said what I said, she's a princess. I'm here for it. If I had I mean, technically now that Disney has um obtained so many different corporations, who isn't a Disney princess at this point? Yeah, yeah. I mean the, the bar is so low to be a Disney princess. But they only license the merch to certain characters, though. Like, it's weird. It's a whole thing. And, like, there was claims of discrimination and all this stuff. Like, it's a weird topic. But honestly, we could probably do a deep dive on that because it's a whole yes. topic. Me and Delaney agree Chris Evan is not a princess. He's just the ass of America. Wait, wait. Yes, he is. I missed yes. who? That's who? America's ass. Chris Evan. Chris Evan. Oh. <laughs> America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. All right. So uh Dylan, did you pick a genre yet? No, but I I do have to say there is one genre I will always fall back on in just about any situation, especially with this group of the family, which would be Celtic folk songs, Irish folk songs, sea shanties, and any kind of music where it's just a bunch of rowdy drunk people singing together and having a hell of a time. Yes. That's accurate. Actually, right before I got out of my car from coming home today, the Irish Rovers came on, and I was like, you know what? I think it's time to put that album on repeat for a while. That's a good band. <laughs> Looking at my Spotify, 
Uh, Wellerman, which is a sea shanty. Romy Bully Boys Row, which is a sea shanty I first heard in the um, Russell Crowe Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. Fantastic song. I can just sing that all day long. And Old Maui, which is another sea shanty, or uh, my two through four top songs. That yeah. third one's a good one right there. Yes, it is. I can oh. agree with that uh, oh, yeah. choice. So we all have an, a love for the Irish Rovers. That's pretty, I didn't, that's really cool. I did not know that. Yeah. Steven, you're actually one of the ones who introduced me to them. One of the first trips up when I visited you, I remember sitting in the basement and um, you were was... playing the unicorn and um, the bog in the valley and all oh, of those. And I, I remember bog in the valley is a classic. That's a good one too. But I without coming... without no. saying na- oh god without saying yeah. names was that were, when I was were, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I apologize yeah. for having to remind you of that no but it's it's the truth that that was like amazing like fun times but go yes. ahead yeah <laughs> sorry lies that do you remember us that night it was like one of the first nights in your apartment all the cousins slept over and me and you were awake or there was so yes. I don't know what we were yeah. doing. Yeah, it was like the first night because we were trying to put furniture together and then we realized we didn't have any tools. Yeah, so it was me and you fiddling with one of my pocket knives listening to Irish drinking songs yeah. while everyone else was trying you to sleep. Gabby were passed out. The lady was asleep in a box. Gabby, I think, was the only one that had like a... The Gabby had the, the, bed. the bed. Yeah, she had the bed because she had to work the next day. So Our dinner she... was peanut butter that night. Yes. And I think, did we... Did we have a drink? I think we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, I do remember all the different types of music that we listened to that night, though, because we were like, "Put this on next, put that on next." (laughs) I know a big thing that helped me stick with the shanties and stuff like that, and Irish music is two of my. I consider them my best friends at this point. Are pretty much first and third generation Irish American, Tyler and Rory, Rory O'Reilly, and Tyler Gaynor. Tyler's as Irish as can be, having been born in New Jersey and living in Smyrna most of his life. <laughs> his dad is a hell of a man, painted like a stained glass window. I love And his probably dad. one of the funniest people I've ever met. Both of his parents are really cool. Oh, I love his mom. His mom can bake, too. They come into work, and they're hilarious. Sounds like we might need them on the St. Patrick's Day episode. Just saying. I mean... I think we could definitely get Tyler and possibly Rory. Tyler, yes. Rory, I don't know. Rory does listen, so hi, Rory, if you decide to listen to this episode. No, that's what I, I was going to say, Rory. Shout out. Our, Shout out to our boy. Our wonderful dungeon master. Please come on the show. <laughs> we are going to need him for an episode in the future, possibly. Little sneak peek, maybe. Maybe. We, we never know. All right. Well, on that note of us trying to beg friends to come on, um, I think it is time for an ad read. And then when we come back, we'll continue this discussion. So we'll be right back. Let me find a song. We are back. So now that we've uh, tried to hopefully coerce some more people into joining us next season, um. Has anybody not answered Delaney's question? I kind of lost track of who did Me. it. Okay, your turn. <laughs> okay. So I've been trying my hardest to like narrow it down. 
it would be like 50s to 60s, and these are not in particular order. These are just top three in life. 50s to 60s, like Rat Pack, Etta James era. Like that to me was when the music revolution in America started. That I said what I said. <laughs> I think that they are quintessential in like their original songs as well as their Christmas music. I that's where I go back to. Oddly enough, um, your you, Dylan Delaney and Lizette, your grandma, and was technically brothers with my grandfather, but my grandma was kind of more best friends with Aunt, Aunt Leah, your grandma. And I know from my mom talking that one of the things that they really got on about was music. Like they had a lot of the same taste and they had a lot of the same records and they had a lot of the same, I don't know, inspiration. And so it's kind of cool that like she was a big part of your, your music like life because every time I went up to my grandma's, it was records from that era playing in the background. So it kind of created like a lifelong love affair with that generation of music. Um, next up would be 90s to early 2000s country. I really can't do the, the today, like Luke Bryant sounds like Gomer Pyle. I can't handle it. It's that bag. No, I, I said what I said. Old Luke Bryant is the best. <clears throat> Luke Bryant sounds like he has marbles in his mouth and a speech impediment, and I can't deal with it. Okay, no shape with speech impediments, but like maybe music isn't your career. Sorry. I'm sorry, I have no comment. <laughs> I hope this doesn't come between us. But... It just might. <laughs> I've been on the receiving end of her wrath when somebody did like Luke Bryant before. I mean, he is garbage. So I'm telling you, though, he put on one of the best concerts I have ever been to. Well, I mean, when you're comparing it to other garbage, it's not hard to distinguish what's better and what's not. <laughs> Did he did he actually sing or did like did he get up? I'm, I'm sorry. Did he actually get up and mumble or was he like mumbling to a track? You're so funny. <laughs> I have videos of me screaming lyrics at that concert. You I probably it. sounded better than him. I might have. At that point, I don't think I had a voice left over from screaming because that concert was so much fun. Best if two you, days of my life afterwards. If you, if you lost your voice during the concert and were singing, you definitely sounded better than him. Well, I mean, I wasn't singing. It was streaming. As I stated before, I cannot sing. Yes. And then, I guess, uh, nostalgia-wise, I would go with, like, the pop, punk, emo, whatever the hell you want to classify that genre. Again, like, 2009 through 2012, whatever that era is, like, Dashboard Confessional. Um, mm -hmm. I'm blanking, like... Um, uh, Hawthorne Heights, um, God. P songs like that, like, it's probably because it like, was so, I was an emotional child and I had trauma. I don't we know. Were, it was, we it's were, not a we phase, were, mom. It's not, we it's were, literally not a phase. We were in high school and that was kind of, that was the thing at that point. Cause I remember you giving me that flash drive with a bunch of music when you came down to visit and you had uh, like there were songs from boys like girls I think. Oh, they're so classic um <laughs> who else because you you gave me some that i hadn't heard before you introduced oh um oh shoot all time low you introduced me to oh, them i love them now they are so good 
I totally haven't thought about them in so long. So yeah. good. My Chemical Romance. Oh, we listen to them at work. I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're on my. They're like on every one of my playlists. Mm-hmm. It's like my Spotify just knows. It's like at some point you're gonna have an emotional dip, and you need this. <laughs> <laughs> there is no country played at work because we only listen to um, good music. Well, since oh. we're. Oh my wow! Don't, we're, we're not. We're not. We're not engaging. Playing. We're not Everyone, engaging. Everybody I'm, is so. Gordon finally talks, and all he does is throw shade. I love Every, it. Keep it up, Gordo. Everybody is so salty tonight, and I don't know what's going on. But anyway, salty. Um, I'm seasoned. Living for, in the ocean. For our for our listeners, there's been a lot of shade and a lot of uh, minor jabs going on behind the scenes as well today. <laughs> We're we're an anti-bullying podcast. We just bully each other. Don't bully other people. Friendship. Family. With with how country's going and how modern cars are, it's only a matter of time before a country artist is singing about his truck leaving him. I think someone heard that. You literally... You pilfered that off of some name or somebody. That oh, is not yes. your original comedy. I know oh, that's not God. my original thing, but it's fucking hilarious. Okay. Oh, we're all going to be driving the truck while the girl is running behind it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Listen, did we. Because I, I do want to. Now that they did that, was it. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm totally hijacking your moderation. But I do want to talk about like country music and like. I feel like that that'd be an interesting one. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I'm going to steer us back to the um, pop punk and emo and all of that for a second. Because I wanted to say <laughs> before we got off on Gordon's country rant. Um, so I actually took Dylan and Delaney to a Fall Out Boy concert a couple years ago. Well, that will yeah. forever be one of my favorite memories. Yes. Like from the ride up there to the ride home, where I was passed out in the back seat after and, having so much caffeine in me, and you left the Panic at the, Panic at the Disco's album on repeat for three hours. I couldn't listen to it for a month because I had to listen to it in the car, and I couldn't get my phone back because she fell asleep with it, like in like a vice like grip in the back seat. We couldn't get the phone away to play something else. That's what you get for giving me the aux. You take the ox. I don't give it to you. Well, that's because you have no taste in music. Valid. Sounds like better. We listen listen to the same things, child. Yeah, because I showed them to you. Okay, so I took you to a train concert. Do you remember what happened when we went on our way to the train concert? When I asked you, hey, what year did you, what, what year were you born? And it was the year after the song we were going to listen to came out. Yeah. Yeah, still screamed my heart out at that concert too. Yes, you did. But that—that that was one of those instances where I just looked at her and I'm like, "Why do I spend so much time with you when you're this much younger?" Because who else would have you had that much fun with at a concert? Dylan. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know how many people I body checked because they were getting too close to us in the stands. Do you know how many people I can probably pick up and throw into somebody to my body check? Five no. foot. <laughs> Always body checking people because me and Lizette were trying to dance. You're hitting them below the waist. <laughs> when you're saying body check, do you mean you just really like pushed your chest into their kneecap? Like, what is a body check? Oh, for you? Four foot yeah, pretty, much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I'm going to take them out at the knees. Talking about the Fall Out Boy concert. Lizette, you remember that was supposed to be my first concert? 
Yeah, but then you went and saw another concert with Drew, and we told you that was your own fault for messing up your first concert. You should have waited. It wasn't that bad, pertaining few details. Look, the concert you guys kind of sucked too, because the opening act was Machine Gun Kelly. Listen, we don't talk about that. Oh, that's garbage. Yeah, we went. And I met this man in person, and it didn't get any better. Do you have his underwear out? Because, like, why is that boy? Like, somebody get that boy pants that fit. No, he took his shirt off. We had to look at that. That's right, he did. I forgot about that. He was wearing shiny green metallic pants and was jumping around the stage doing, like, I don't even know what kind of dance moves. It's not dancing. It's like. He's basically doing a quick workout. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, looking like you could tell he thought he was hot stuff. And we're just sitting there, like, this does not go with fall. neither one of their opening acts for that concert matched. Who was the other one? I don't remember. We were up getting merchandise. We weren't paying attention to them. So they were bad. Like if you weren't, yeah. Like when I saw Fallout Boy, it was Panic, Fallout, and Blink One Eighty Two, and like yeah, that was one where you wanted yeah. to see everybody. Like that's that's a lineup. That's how you do a show. Not Machine Gun Kelly and his tidy whities hip thrusting at you like you have to press charges the next day. Okay, yeah, but the was... night that we bought those tickets was like great because we looked up. I don't, we looked up Fallout Boy for some reason, and we were like, we were... "Hey, there's a concert in Hershey." No, we were, so the concert was in September, but back in February, she and I were on like one of our just random wandering road trips where we were just trying to find something to do for the whole day. We were trying to go bowling. We ended up at like three different bowling alleys. The first one was closed due to illness, <laughs> which was questionable. Oh. The, and mind you, this was in what, 2018? Oh, Seven? so pre-pandemic. Okay. Yeah, pre- pre-pandemic was closed due to illness. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, it was questionable. Then we went to another one that was closed for something else. We finally ended up back, like, around home. But while we were just riding around, we were listening to a lot of Fallout Boy, and we were talking about the next concert we wanted to go to. And we were like, oh, we should see if, like, Panic at the Disco or Fallout Boy or anybody has concerts coming up. And that's why we Googled them, and we're like, they have a concert. It's in Hershey in September. We're like, we're buying these tickets. So we bought them that night. We, like sent some messages out on Facebook to see if anybody wanted to go with us. Dylan wanted to go, so I bought us the three of us tickets, but nobody else wanted to go. Um, we didn't care about the opening acts. I don't think we even looked at who was opening. Yeah, I don't when, think so. When we actually got the tickets and saw who was opening, we were like, who the heck are these people? Because there, there was another opening act that I had never heard of. Don't even remember, remember who they were. I probably have videos somewhere, but I don't remember. I don't think you did because we we were not sitting down while they were playing at all. We were getting food. We were getting our t-shirts and our posters. Which, you know, kind of makes me feel bad because I always like being there for the opening acts because, like, nobody else ever is. So I like to be there and, like, cheer them on. But if I literally have no clue who they are, it's really hard. Yeah. But, let's see. Can I uh, ask a question? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Liza. I, I keep commandeering. You do an amazing job. I'm just like, my head's like spinning. You're can we can we all name who we saw in concert for like our first concert? Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw you? Brooks and Dunn with my parents um, before they split up. I think they're back together now. I'm jealous. My, I have to give a shout out to, to Kim and Tim because they knew how to do a con. Like they're big when they were dating and like before they were dating concerts were big for them but like they knew like because of my age i think i was like 10 or 12 maybe 
they knew it's like how to integrate concerts like properly like i wasn't on the floor we had like i wouldn't say nosebleed seats but like mid-level like seating <clears throat> excuse me and it was like the perfect way to get like a young person introduced to like a concert environment and like Without not have yeah and overstimulating and having like drugs and fights and whatever like the, the bad stuff that can happen and it was like the most the best way to be interested in, or in, invested into concert going as an adult and later down the line i bought them tickets as like a thank you for like introducing me to this we went to see like lady antebellum and darius rucker it was like a christmas gift but that show was phenomenal. Oh. So like, anyway, what, jealous. What was that? I said I'm like seriously jealous. <clears throat> when they played Neon Moon, that whole room erupted. And it's funny because that's like a TikTok trend now or whatever. Yeah. And it's like the song was good back then and it's good now. It's timeless. It's, yeah. That's it's a constant on my playlist. Like I get in the car and it goes on and I listen to it probably like four times and I could be going like five minutes away. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So my first concert that I managed to go to, got a free ticket to it because one of Drew's cousins couldn't make it. So I went with Drew and his group of family. It was actually multiple people. I got to see Alice in Chains, Ghost, Stone Temple Pilots, Dorothy, and Radkey. And Radkey is a side band for the lead singer of Korn, I believe, where they play a lot of electric violins, which was awesome. Oh, wow. And honestly, my favorite performance was Ghost. I think it was... If anyone knows Ghost, they are constantly switching out the actual band members except for the singer. I think it was the second or third rendition of them. Fantastic showing out of them. Alice in Chains is okay. Stone Temple Pilots, I don't quite remember. And Dorothy's just neat. I, I love her voice. She's fun to listen to. Huh. It was like a... um, It was MMRBQ in uh, Baltimore, I think. It was like a um, concert event or something like that. Oh, wow. New Jersey, sorry. That's a big lineup, so that makes sense that it was like more of an event style, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that was that was a fun experience. And then my actual first concert was with Lizette and Delaney <laughs> at Fall Out Boy, which I actually just found my lanyard I got there and have been using it. Okay, I forgot you got that. Yeah, it broke, but I uh, jerry rigged it and fixed it because um, we were just talking about music, and I'm like, where's that go? Found it. <laughs> I love that. All right, Gordon, what was your first concert? I've never been to one. <laughs> Say that. We're going to have to fix that. Yeah. Every time I try to go to one, I was planning. So earlier, mm, let me think. I stopped working at the bar and grill. I'd say almost two years ago now, when I was still working there, there was a four-day weekend concert that I was planning on buying tickets for. And then... The COVID stuff happened and it got canceled. But it had you name a pop artist and they were pretty and they were there for not like 
break like the people you first think of but the second hand just as good artists but they don't have as much recognition yet gotcha so like not like a katie perry but no and i i say pop (laughs) more alternative pop to older like i say older probably like late 90s early thousands or 2000s okay okay like you got i think um Hollywood Undead was on that list. Oh, Papa Roach, Disturbed. Oh. Um, a couple other ones I can't remember the name of, but there were some great names, and I was really excited for it until it got canceled. I even had the Bloody. time off of work re- re- uh, requested and good to go. And it didn't work out, which really pissed me off, because that was going to be a fun one. And I would have cried. It yeah. I was yeah. close. The tickets were almost four hundred dollars for the seats I was gonna buy. That's oh. not even that bad. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, Delaney, you and I did cry when our concerts got canceled because of COVID. Like, that wasn't the even two times that we tried. None of my concerts ever got canceled and I've been to three. <laughs> well, we're gonna hope that third time is the charm and I'm gonna try and buy us tickets to him again. Yes. Hopefully. So um we were going to see why is my brain blanking on who it was, Delaney? It was Sam Hunt. Thank you. Um, that was going to be my graduation gift to her in 2020. We were going to go see him and Hershey. You know, I graduated in 2020. Oh, God. So it got, it got canceled <sighs> because of COVID. Here. So then he was supposed to be at the Delaware State Fair this year in 2021. And I was like, Delaney, it's perfect. I can make up, like, we can make up the fact that our we were- year. Yeah, it got canceled. So we're gonna like we're gonna go see him at the state fair. It's great. <laughs> canceled because of COVID. So he's supposed to be at the state fair next year, twenty twenty two. So we're gonna try and get tickets and try and see him again. It's a sign this time. Yes, third time is the charm. All right. So, child, while I have your attention, what was your first concert? Um. So I was probably about ten or eleven, I think, and we went and saw the band Perry in Richmond, Virginia. Now. I had been begging for concert tickets, like, just to go see anybody, because I just, I wanted to go to a concert. Concerts are my happy place. And so my mom was like, no, you're not getting them. You're not getting them. You're not getting them. And I come home from school one day, and she goes, here, Delaney, this came in the mail for you. And I open it, and it's the concert tickets. And I bawled my eyes out. Like, I couldn't form a sentence to say thank you to say oh my god are you really serious it was just crying and i threw myself at my mom and she's like laughing and she's like i should have recorded this because this is hilarious <laughs> we were two rows behind the pit i think and like i said i was 10 or 11 not much taller than i or not much shorter than i am now so I could see pretty well though from where we were at and i remember like just being so happy that I literally could have cried in the middle of the concert. I listened to all of their CDs for like two months before we even got to the concert so that I was prepared to sing every single song that they sang that night. Wow. They had such a good, they they had really good bops though. Like Mm -hmm. uh, if I die young, like uh, I'm trying to think they had, um, Oh, there's so many that I'm like blanking. Um, what's the one where it's like 
Eli like lie like a rug or something. Ugh. That's My favorite, and you just made me blank. Yes, no, because that's one I like. Because I'm sitting here trying to think, do I know any of their songs? You, I know I have, to know, their I have songs. to know a lot of them. I just don't know them off the top of my head. I know it's like it kind of is one of those bands. That, uh, yeah, I know. I like that one a lot because I just want to. And um, yeah, better dig two. Oh, better dig two is great. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I like that one. I always think of our mother. Yes, that that is our mother to a T. Yeah. <laughs> you know who was a fun experience to see in person? It was the last concert I went to right before lockdown. It was the Who H U. It's a Mongolian throat metal oh, band. Oh my gosh, their um collab with Papa Roach, I believe it was. Their collab with Papa Roach. Their collab with um, it's the song, the Song of Wolf with um. Yep. What's your name? Fantastic. I, they're a great band. I recommend everyone go and listen to them as soon as we're done recording. And anyone listening to us, as soon as you're done watching this, make sure you finish watching this first or listening, whatever you're doing, and then go listen to them. We recommend seeing them in concert. I'm pissed because I almost had the chance at free tickets to see them at Firefly, but then I got stuck at work too long and couldn't make it. Oh, I would have just left. Yeah, and that was my second time seeing them, but I saw them in Philly in like super small venue, like just packed like sardines. I managed to get a spot sitting at a little sidebar watching it from there. Fantastic experience. Um, I think my favorite thing they said was because they didn't speak any English. They said "F you, Philadelphia, thanks for having us," <laughs> but with like the thickest accent ever, and it was awesome. <laughs> Mind you, you have amazing. to imagine three tall, white-bearded men standing in a corner while surrounded by the only people, like every single Mongolian person that would actually listen to them, just there. Just, just we were the only tall people there. It was weird. <laughs> it felt like I was like... surrounded by a bunch of Delaney's. <laughs> All four foot nothing. Pretty much. It was like just Delaney. Just everywhere. It's okay. I'm used to it. One lady tried to push past my friend and he just looked at her. It was Rory, by the way. Liza. Yeah. He just turned and looked at her and she just kind of went, never mind. (laughs) Went the other way. That had to be cool because it's like not just a musical experience. It's kind of like a cultural experience too. Like that, that's... It was was awesome. They have... I don't remember much at the end of the night because like I said, I was sitting at the bar. They have Whoops. great music. <laughs> yes, yeah, I have. love their music. Yeah, their stuff is really good. That's the stuff I don't put on when I'm at work because I don't think anyone else is gonna like it. Do it. Convert. Well, them. now you have now you have to, so I can hear it. Uh, what? Uh, Tuesday. 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 When you come in, play me some. If I have to go to work tomorrow. I might cry. No, you're off tomorrow. I have to work too, Gordon. We'll make through it together. I don't. I don't have to, but if I end up having to some reason going to work, I might just cry. Why would you have to? You never know. Okay, you're just being... Okay, back, okay. On, back yeah. on topic. Um, so, the first concert I ever went to, I was 19 at the time, I think, and it was actually a train concert. Oh. They came to the Delaware State Fair in 2014, and... um. Oh, never mind. So I would have been, I was 20. Um, 
Oh. But yeah, they came, they came to the Delaware State Fair. That was the first concert that I had ever been to. My my mom bought tickets for um, me, my sister, both my parents, and I was I took one of my friends. Um, and I've I've been to see Train three times now. So I saw them like I said, 2014 at the Delaware State Fair, 2000. 15 i went up and saw them at hershey i was supposed to be going with two different friends and taking my sister my sister got sick the day of and wasn't able to go and then in 2017 i think is when i took delaney yeah i think i just scrolled through those photos yeah 2017 wow so yeah, so that um, that was my first one. I, it's really interesting to me seeing having seen them three times, like um, kind of close together, but getting to see the way that the band itself has evolved. So I remember at the state fair because like I I don't think I'll go to see them again for a while because I I still love them. I still love their music, but I did not enjoy their sh- their last show that I went to as much as I had the first two mm. because of the attitudes. Oh. They, were, they were very different. So when I saw them at State Fair and at Hershey the first time, um, they were interacting with the crowd a lot, like having conversations in between songs, really like saying, you know, we're um we got disconnected from our fans for a little while but now we're working on being better about that because like you know very very humble very like just interactive and it was really cool yeah that kind of set my expectations for concerts that i go to Mm -hmm. um the the time when i took delaney and delaney you kind of we talked about this on the way home i think do you remember how like it was just kind of like bam 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 song after song not really rushed yeah. Oh. It was very rushed and um it came off more cocky. I found out afterwards because I, I actually have two signed concert posters. I, I paid for them signed. I didn't get to meet them. But when I got home and was comparing the second one to the one that I had had from two years before, like something on here doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. And I realized um the lead guitar player was not with the band anymore so i googled it i googled it because it um i believe his first name is jimmy i don't and i I think it's jimmy stafford i could i could be wrong Mm -hmm. um but he and pat monahan were the if i'm remembering correctly the only original members of the band train who were still there and i guess they'd had some kind of disagreement and the lead guitar player was only with the band on like a part-time thing like he only played a few shows with them that year Mm. and just the whole thing just felt different and i was like i'm not really a fan of this oh wow so really kind of changed my wanting to go and see them like every chance i got i was like okay i'm gonna go see some other people now yeah kind of broke the cycle so to speak yeah yeah um another i do want to mention another group that i've gone to see that i do want to see a second time because the venue i went to see them at the first time was not great um the goo goo dolls were 
phenomenal. I, I, so I'm upset. The venue that I went to was in Philly. Um, it almost sounds like it was kind of maybe a little bit larger than what you were describing, Dylan, because it was a fairly decent sized building, but it was general admission. I didn't understand quite what that meant when I bought the tickets. <laughs> yeah. I, I I made bad mistake, big 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 mistake. You want to know um, why you made that mistake? Because you didn't because have I, the lady. Because exactly. I didn't. Yes, because I didn't take Delaney. Because I took somebody who was also introverted, who did not enjoy having a crowd surrounding us. Ah. Um. It did not like we ended up leaving before it was over, because he was not having it. It was bad. Um. Again, nothing to do with the band everything to do with the particular crowd around us because it was a lot of just drunk people who were kind of nasty yeah um these two women kind of butted their way in front of us and we were like um excuse us like my, my friend was like you know we we were standing here now you're in front of us and they're like oh well you're taller than us so it should be fine and like they were wearing heels i'm not that tall like they and honestly he wasn't he's not that tall either they were yeah. not like we were not taller than them. Yeah. But anyway, as far as like the show itself went, um, so it was the twenty fifth anniversary of their Dizzy Up the Girl album. So the whole first half of the show, they played that album from start to finish, the order that it was released on the record. And it was just it was it was really, really cool. The second half of the show then they just kind of did a like selection of their greatest hits kind of mm -hmm. and um something i have to dig up the videos from it that i thought was really neat in the second half of the show because they didn't take that much of a break in between to give the rest of the band members a break the lead singer came up and he's like hey guys we're gonna try something a little different and he had actually they had done a recording of him or like before they started doing this tour and he actually played songs with the recording of himself but it was scripted so he was talking to the other version of himself on a screen and the screen was one of those ones that it's like it's clear so it was like the holograph mm -hmm. um do, do you guys know what i'm talking about yeah yeah so like his his hot the um the version of him on screen was playing guitar and then he was also playing guitar live but was playing different parts of the song and was able to sing two parts of the song because one was pre-recorded and just the whole way that was done was really really cool to me yeah so mm -hmm. if whenever they go on tour again i definitely want to try and get tickets because they sounded just like their recording but it like it was actually them singing like they weren't faking it. I I love when it matches the right energy like when what they did on the album in the studio you see it live that's yeah. immaculate. Yeah. Before uh, we wrap up can I tell a quick story? It's a little yeah. bit of like a, a I don't know if it's like what you'd consider it but is everybody familiar with All American Rejects? Yeah. Yes. Uh, who is it? Um, so I saw them at Warp Tour, and Bob and Carmen are going to be on the music series at some point. So I want to pick their brains 
when they're on, if they remember it the way I do. Because you know how sometimes when things are, it's been years at this point. So like sometimes people remember things a certain way. But I saw them and I don't know why this just popped in my head. I, t- I kind of forgot about it. But like Tyson, what's his last name? I believe uh, Tyson Ritter, the lead singer. And I believe he plays bass. Mm-hmm. He was so, I'm going to say drunk or high. He was in an all white suit. He had stains all over the suit. It looked like it was like beer and wine and whatever. He <laughs> forgot the words to give them hell or gives you hell. He forgot it. He just literally just stopped singing in the middle of the set. <laughs> he was um, making a hand gesture gesture to girls that were at the front of the stage um, to imply uh, an oral sex (laughs) and he was a nightmare and like he at one point like i guess like the girls that were in the front weren't maybe receptive of him and his drunken stupor (laughs) and like he just got pissed off and like was just just a a complete nightmare and it was such a, a letdown because like i don't think bob and carmen were really that privy because they took me to warp tour every year and they always let me pick like my whatever that i did i wanted or needed to see and like that was like such a letdown because it's like sir this is your job and you are clearly visibly intoxicated and you are making inappropriate gestures at probably girls that are underage because it's warp tour like what are you doing <sighs> anyway sorry i it popped in my head. I had to say it. Like some concerts are literally amazing, and some are like, "Yeah, I'll never spend money to see you again." Do you like that? Yeah. Yeah, I I've been fortunate. I've not had any bad concert. Like, I, I wouldn't say I've had any bad concert experiences yet. That is good. I'll also tell you is if you ever are at one now with TikTok, take out your phone and record it because you'll go viral. (laughs) I wish I would have done it back then. Even I think someone did. Oh. Because that sounds really familiar. Either it's that video I'm thinking of, or I'm thinking about um one of the Metallica songs. Um, what's his name? Forgot the lyrics to it in the middle of the show. That also happened to him. He literally just like spoke into the microphone. He's like, ah, oh, you guys know it. <laughs> I was like, if I did that at my job, no thank you. Like they would I have no job tomorrow. Well, you guys can cook it, you know it. Yeah, you know. You ordered a Reuben, just come back and make it. Like you know what goes on it. Like what what are you doing? Read the menu, it's fine. Do we have do we have time to get into the country music debate or do we have to save that for part two? I think we need to save that for part two. Yeah, I will we'll, we'll kick that. off part two with uh why country music is now garbage. And Delaney can defend her boy Luke Bryan or Bryant or whatever. It'll be a fruitless endeavor. It'll be a fruitless endeavor, but you know, she can still do it. Okay. I will die fighting. Do I have to make a hill for Delaney too? You might have to. (laughs) I need a whole mountain. I was going to say, to get her to the same height, you're going to need a mountain. He might drive up there just to stab you guys. I mean, it's, you know. I mean, she does have a lot of rage in that tiny body. Because <laughs> they're closer to hell. 
I'll drive I tomorrow. I'm off work. The red hair does not help. <laughs> oh my. Well, I want to thank everybody for participating in this dialogue. I am excited about the music series. It's very clear that everybody has a passionate opinion. Everybody has something to bring to the table and something that they, whether it's a good concert experience or a bad concert experience or what got them into music, we all kind of come from a place of eclectic music taste. And that's what I love. It's basically music is a way to bring people together and it resonates with our podcast because we are really trying to build this community of destigmatizing the word nerd and what better way to do it than connect with people through music and so if you are listening please leave us a comment leave us a rate leave us a review tell us about your concert experiences that's going to be the question if you're listening on spotify to participate in the poll you can tell us about your first concert experience what was good what was bad we'd love to hear from you and we love the feedback we uh, not do this whole thing without Anchor, so we want to give a big shout out to them. They host us, and they are phenomenal. If you are looking to do what we do and start a podcast, I highly recommend them. Their editing software is phenomenal. I am excited to see where this series goes. We will have uh, guests, potentially some new faces, hopefully, or fingers crossed, on the rest of the music series. And there'll be some other episodes in the mix, and we are going to be ending season one on New Year's Eve. So if you don't follow us on Instagram or you're not on Discord, I highly recommend you do that. But for those of you listening, we are doing a New Year's Eve live event. You're going to hear a little jingle after I'm done talking about it. But essentially what we're doing is Anchor is owned by Spotify, and Spotify has an app called Green Room. And what it does is it allows us to record our podcast live. We are hoping to have people that like the show come on and join the live recording and talk about, you know, what they're a nerd about and bring in the new year together and safely and at home. And we really want everyone to be there. So follow us on Instagram, join the discord server. We're going to be posting more information about what, what all goes into that and it's going to be a fun time so with that being said we're going to wrap up today's show we will be back on friday with a new episode and we'll see you there gordon lizette are you guys as excited about the new year's eve special as i am you know it steve I mean, I know me and Drew are excited. We're both going to be there. And I think, Dylan, you're going to be there too, aren't you? You bet your shiny gold buttons I'll be there. <laughs> Guys, do you know who else? Carmen, you are you are coming. I don't... I'm so excited. Yeah, me and Bobby wouldn't miss it for the world. So this is going to be our first time doing a live event. And people that are listening can actually come in, join the chat... They can join in on a microphone or through text chat, and they can actually be a part of it. This is, like, the best way to end season one. I lost my left shoe thinking about it.
<laughs> Knock your socks off. And Not even have those shoe. on in the first place. So just the shoe. <laughs> just the shoe. <laughs> what time is this going to start at? So we're looking at because obviously we have to celebrate midnight. So we're thinking around ten or ten thirty. We're going to have more details to follow. So this is really important. If you want to be a part of our New Year's Eve special, you have to get on Discord or Reddit. You have to be a part of the community to be on. I. I can't explain how excited I am for us to be live. We're going to take your chats. You can join in on the call. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like. This is going to be the most interactive we've ever been with anybody. It's so exciting. But, Gordon, do you know what the real thing is? Is they have to have green room. Can you tell them about green room? You have to have green room. Green room is a lovely addition to Spotify where we are able to go live and just be able to record with all of you guys listening in you guys can ask to speak with us you can join us you can join in the live chat through the whole thing we can bring you on so you can share your opinion on our podcast or just your opinion on some random bs like we love to do on our podcast and just and, chill with us all night and Lizette, do you know what the best part is if you are you a listener to spotify yes if you have a Spotify account, you can just ho- download the Green Room app and immediately create an account. How easy is that? Oh, okay. So it just ties into the account that you already have for Spotify. Exactly. It's perfect. It's going to be like a two-second download process and then a two-second sign-in process. Okay. Carmen, I don't know about you, but I would really think that it'd be cool if some of our listeners would like either join in on the voice chat or through text and tell us New Year's resolutions. Are you big on New Year's resolutions? Not so much on uh, resolutions, um, but I just love being with friends and family, and I think it would be a great time to have uh, more of our friends and family who are listening be a part of this so that uh, we get to hear from everybody. And what's a better way than celebrating the new year than to start off with a group of friends that are all on the same page? Exactly. Dylan, I, I can't wait. Are you excited? I am. Like I said, I lost my I lost my left shoe, and I think the cat took the right. Oh my gosh! I should fi- hopefully find f- it in time. If not, like you said, I can join through Reddit or I can join through the Discord. I can't wait. Well, I will see you guys all there, and everybody listening. We hope to have you be a part of our special night. It's the season one finale. If you're enjoying the Let's Be Nerds podcast, please come join us. And let's kick off the new year together and safely and social distance and just kind of be a part of a group where everybody's welcome and everybody's accepted. Hope to see you there. Let's Be Nerds is hosted and executive produced by Gordon Bryant and me, Stephen J. McLean. Let's Be Nerds is a production of Speakeasy Productions. Our social media manager is Kylie Gregg. Our managing producer and co-host is Lizette Ayala. Today's guest host was Robert Van Jacobs. You can follow him on all social media platforms at Bobby Dub Music. To keep up with the latest on Let's Be Nerds, Join our Discord server linked in the description box below. Follow us on Instagram at Let's Be Nerds Pod or find us on Twitter at Let's the Letter B Nerds.